Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the PMI Tampa Bay Agile for Everyone series. I am your host, Bill Wyshynski, Director of Professional Development with PMI Tampa Bay Chapter, Agile Coach and Project Manager. And today we're going to go into two topics. Uh, well, the first part of two topics that I think you're going to find interesting. Uh, we're going to look at implementing Agile and Scrum in a new organization. And in part one, we're going to look at recognizing resistance responses. Part two will be about asking powerful questions. Now, these resistance responses, I think you're going to have a little bit of fun with. You're going to recognize some of them. Maybe if you didn't even realize it, and hopefully you're going to be able to transfer these uh, responses to not just your uh, professional career, but also your, your personal life as well. And let's start off with uh, Scrum. And the thing about Scrum is that it is easy to learn and difficult to master. And what does that really mean? Um, a good analogy would be, look at chess. And it's pretty simple to learn uh, the pieces move and whatnot. But if you play against somebody who's a real expert uh, and they go ahead and put in all these tactics and <laughs> openings and uh, defenses and uh, strategies, you not likely to win very often to begin with. And it takes a little time, practice and such to take that simple game and learn it before you're a master. And Scrum is very similar. And be mindful that when you're going into a new organization as a Scrum master or an Agile coach, a lot of times you're acting as a change agent and people are resistant to change. They're hardwired against change and uncertainty. Uh, as a matter of fact, the in scientific studies, the same parts of your brain uh, in the scans that light up for uncertainty and ambiguity are the same parts that light up when they're stimulated by physical pain. And there's also the uh, principle of loss aversion, that we value what we lose at twice the value of what we gain. So we're already facing an uphill battle against, you know, as a change agent entering the organization. So how do we handle that? A couple tips and we'll go into that now. First, you really wanna be that rock uh, in, in the face of that uncertainty. You wanna show that, you wanna project that. And that initial presentation is very important. It's, it's crucial. You might have about four seconds, as much preparation you wanna do, you have about four seconds. And in that four second period, you're gonna to have to uh, demonstrate that you are a subject matter expert in the field. You're enthusiastic and you're a person that's worth listening to. If you do go into any type of description of, uh, about what you're about to bring, it's brief. It's high level about the how and the what that you can bring because the real key is finding out what is important to the team or the organization. What are their needs? What are their pain points? So that means you're going to have to do a lot of active listening. You're going to have to uh, have tactical empathy, meaning that you're, you're really, you're, you're seeing things through their lens. You might not agree with it, but you're seeing it from their point of view. So you're not preparing with a, uh, a counter argument. You're gaining information. That's the whole point. You want to gain as much information as possible. And as you're building this rapport, 
your body language and your tonality, uh, these unspoken things are all important. They have to have that buy-in on you. And the more secure that they feel, the more they're going to reveal about what they need, their pain points. That goes back to that uncertainty in the brain part. They're feeling more secure. Uh, make a comparison. Uh, there's an old adage when it comes to sales. Don't spill your candy in the lobby. And what that means is this. This is a mistake a lot of young salespeople make. The first time that they're asked a question, they jump right into presentation mode, not knowing what's important, what the pain points are, what the customer or team needs. They go right into delivering everything. And at that point, you, you don't know what is needed and you, you're not developing a rapport. So really, there is a go-to question to ask because the person who's in charge of the conversation, controlling the conversation rather, is the person who's listening. So here's your go-to question. Why do you ask that? That way it can pivot control back from you, uh, from the team organization back. You can have control back because you want to take that information and put it in your back pocket. There is power in silence. Resist the urge to ask or answer questions. Sometimes the best questions too are the ones that you'd never ask. And maybe you can nudge them to answer themselves. That way you can get a little bit more information. And just as important, pay attention to what's not being said as well as what's being said get a lot of insight that way. If you are to ask, you know, this is important when you're getting buy-in that the, how the brain actually works, you want to ask calibrated questions that uh, are not ranging across the map. So say you're asking about challenges, what kind of challenges you face? What are the biggest challenges that you uh, naturally handle? What's the biggest thorn in your side? Uh, in your everyday process. Really, it's the same question asked three different ways. That way it's not going, getting confusing. So give the party a chance to answer those questions, get your buy-in. And then when you're having these difficult conversations and you're going into that mode of uh, being a coach or being a scrum master and bringing a change agent, you're going to get your resistance responses. You ready? Statement. Stall, question, objection, yes and no. The statement that is going to be just a line. It could be, oh, it's the way that we've always done things. Uh, we like this the way this is. I'll tell you what a secret on that one. They haven't bought you as a person. Or, uh, they haven't bought into you. They haven't bought into your process. You haven't bought your product, what you're bringing. You actually got to go back to the buying phase. Uh, the stall is one that you've done. I've done. We've all heard. I got to talk to my spouse. <laughs> you know, uh, can you send me more information? Uh, that's, you know, that's, you know, everyone look at that information. Uh, the question, this is an interesting one because this can be real or this can be a true misdirect because if, if they don't understand fully, they're going to tend to resist it and not even try it. So you got to be mindful on that one. And lastly, the 
objection. Uh, common one here is time. We don't have time. We're really busy through this. You know what? There's never going to be a perfect time. You know that and I know that. And we're going to go more into those when we're asking some of the uh, powerful questions. But the last two here are interesting. You have yes. However, yes is, is uh, can be misleading because yes doesn't always mean yes. There is a real yes when you have commitment. The, you sign the name of the check. Uh, the money's in the account. You know you you, you got you're fully on board with the deal. And then there's the uh, counterfeit yes, where it's a yeah we'll do that. More like a we'll see approach. You know we're not committed to it. We like it, but they're not you know doing anything. And you can't stop there. You have to get the commitment. Yes. Lastly, no, and. No is actually a great, it's the starting point, really. That's where you want to get to. And we'll be picking up more on this later. But no is the beginning of the engagement. And believe it or not, the reason that we have these resistance responses is because people don't want to tell you the word no. They'll find ways around it. They give you these, these excuses. They'll do it through a proxy or they'll ghost you. There's, it's a social experiment. Go out and give it a try and see how many people actually will tell you the word no. Or will they give you one of these uh, roundabout responses? On that note, since uh, we're getting no, getting told no, it's not a bad thing, but uh, we're gonna go with a great quote, inspirational quote of the day is Vince Lombardi. It's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up. Stay healthy and stay happy, my friends, and we'll follow up with part two soon. And I'll see you then.